Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's up, Travis? Hey, Vinny, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. It's been it has. like a long while. It's been it's been a hot minute. You know, we like to go two and a half years in between seasons. Is that because- how long it's been? That's not how long it's been. That's how long it's been. It's been two and a half years. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yikes. But we're Yikes. back. And we're back. That's right. Look, sometimes it took, look how many years people waited for the full house reboot. There's, you know, many That's years without a Doctor Who. This yes. This is like the full house reboot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Dave Coulier. <laughs> Cut it out. Oh, you don't want to be Dave Coulier. He's a bad person. All <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Is he one of the bad guys? That's, I think he's well, one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, that's too bad because, you know, poor Alanis Morissette. Indeed. Indeed. But, Travis, we're back. The format is still the same. Time has passed, but we haven't changed. The format I mean, is, is still the that same. That is categorically untrue, but okay. <laughs> nice way to start it off, man. Start us off with a lie. Yes, that's well. This is this whole podcast series has actually just been one giant game of two truths and a lie. I'll work. let everybody else figure it out. Yeah. So we so, rolled a topic. We rolled a thing. We rolled a thing. That's how we do. We roll a thing. Yes. If anybody remembers this this podcast, and no one does, we only had two people that ever listened, but none none of them are are still with us. I think they died. We roll that's a thing. A we nice. talk about a thing, and then you see us next week or something like that. You know, that's how it goes. That's pretty much the thing. And we did roll a thing. I rolled a thing up, and it was what was the favorite ending to a game you've played, an RPG you've played. What's your favorite ending? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, this is ironic. So, so, so our new beginning is talking about some favorite endings, some old endings. Yeah. It new beginning, rather old ending. The, the, the universe smiled upon your role, Travis, in giving you this, for sure. Absolutely. Ah. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe in the universe, but okay. Well, you know, if the universe really has karmic justice, it's doing. A I challenge cool your conception of the universe. Sure, sure. Um, so, what did what did this topic mean back when we wrote it down? Because these are these are mostly topics like we're still rolling on this chart of topics that are from two and a half years old. So this was just like an RPG you played in, or one that you ran. Like, what's what was it? What was the meaning of it? Oh, that's a we great. Think it two and a half years ago. Yeah, sure. No, that's a great that's a great split because I'm going to split this out into two topics, okay? Because we need to do a separate one sometime on video game RPGs and your favorite ending. That would be an awesome topic, right? Okay. Uh, but no, I was thinking either in a game. I was thinking here specifically of a game uh, you either ran or played in, like a tabletop RPG that you either ran or played in that had an ending. And and real quick here, let me say why I think this matters so much. Because I think the ending is everything. All right. Okay, like you're wrong, but <laughs> that's okay. We, we we just started again, and you're it's okay to be wrong to start off right away. Sure. Like uh, you you'll, you'll it'll pick up in time. You won't be so wrong. That's fine. Here's what I mean by that. The ending is everything to your memory. Okay. Oh. How you look back on the game is defined by the quality of how the game ended i don't think if the game really for me it is if the game ended poorly well let's start there then if the game ended poorly i'd honestly don't tend to remember the game it kind of fades 
that's I like that's just I mean I I remember most of the games. Okay, I don't remember things very well. It's just a thing for me. I don't remember campaigns that I run, but I do remember campaigns I played in, and a lot of those campaigns that I played in never ended. They didn't have endings. Okay, like they literally just died off. Like they stopped being played. Okay, it was just a right. just a thing. People had other stuff to do. Life happened. Um, you know, you you wanted to go play another game under another DM or something. Like things happen and campaigns just go unfinished. That doesn't invalidate any of those games for me. I still liked many of those games. I thought they were great. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I was being a bit hyperbolic, but a bit, uh, there was a bit of hyperbole there. Okay. That's that's uh, sure. Let me make the illusion. I, I would venture to say most of the games I've played in my life did not get finished, and I still liked most of them. Fair enough. Most of the now, games no, I've hold played on, have hold had on. an ending. I'm not finished. Okay. Not finished. But you are correct. Some of the best games I played did have endings. Okay? In comparison, sure. there would be more really good games that had endings than games that didn't have endings that are really good. Okay? Like, does that make sense? Does that... Is that that more along the lines of what you were saying? Yes, that's that's a fair that's a fair restructuring of uh, of my statement into a non-hyperbolic way. Yes, I agree. Uh, let me make the allusion to movies, okay? Sure. We've all seen movies that have like a really good setup or and and like sort of a strong act two, and then you get to the ending and you're just like, oh, right? Yeah. Or and, or literally any media produced by J. Michael Straczynski. Like, yes. <laughs> like he always. Start, he starts kind of average, gets really great in the middle, and then it's like it, it tuckers out at the end. There's it just, just nothing. It. Yeah. yeah. A puff of dust. Nothing happens. You're just like, really? This is what happened after all that awesome? You're going to leave me with this? Yeah. yeah and like so that. you might still look back and like the movie, but there's a bit of a souring of the milk with a bad mm-hmm. ending, right? Um, I think what I what I really mean to say here, I guess, if I was going to if I was going to be more fair about it, you're right. I would say something like this. The ending has an outsized impact on yes. your memory and vision of the game as a whole. Right. It might be one or two nights of gaming in what could be 50 or 70 or 100 nights of gaming. Right. Yes. But it isn't an equivalent percentage of your memory of the game. Right. Sure. Those two games could equal 20 great other other good games. Yes. Right. Um, it, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the journey. You know, I'm the, I'm a journey. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, the journey is you know more important than the destination. I, I've had games that did have endings that weren't amazing in the ending. Like the endings were kind of whatever, but the journey was great. And the reason being was because all of that game was about characters interacting with each other and the NPCs, not about where the story went. Sure. Like the the story was more in the background. It faded faded out for a more character driven experience. Yep. Yep. Um, and that stood out, you know, strongly to me. For example, we've talked about our books and Morakai characters before on the uh, on the podcast. That was the last episode we recorded. <laughs> oh well, and this is this is perfect. Okay, we're well, we're just gonna slide right back into where we were. Yes. Um. We talked about him before at least once. I, I'm sure there were we talked about it maybe twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those those characters they didn't really have an ending. I don't know. See, I would argue that we did end that game, and it was memorable for just that reason. The trick is we the players ended that game. The we did, story, but and there was the no satisfying tie-in. Okay, there sure. there wasn't like 
like our, our GM didn't like put all that together in a, in a neat little bow tie package that said, oh, there's strife between these two, the two main characters of the plot and they separate and there's and it's just ambiguous, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, but I still remember that fondly because it was the appropriate narrative ending, mm-hmm. right? It felt organic. It felt authentic. And so I accepted it and it became a memorable ending. It's a, you know what it was? It's a bit like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, right? Like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, if you remember, does not have an actual ending. They yes. get ready to take back Camelot and then the cops show up and arrest him and the film just ends, right? Sure. And like, that's so weird and meta and not an ending to a movie that it's memorable for the fact that it was weird and, but yet it was perfect for that goofball movie, right? Um, well, so, I suppose a problem for the question then is what's an ending? You oh know? boy. Because like, I, I mentioned a bunch of games that don't have endings. Like I don't remember ever having an ending. Is that still an ending then? You know what I mean? Like, point. Was that the ending? I'm calling it a separate topic right now. We're splitting that one into a separate topic, but that's a good sure. one. Sure. Anyway, what's an ending? Let's get to this. Let's share some of our favorite endings. We mentioned the books and moral kind well, thing. Well, books and moral kind. I, I ran a I ran a game that had a similar, yet more structured ending like that, um, where where I helped the the PCs orchestrate between between them some enmity that ended ended the game. Okay, where there was this, like this uh, there was a uh, like a, a lawful samurai guy and a lawful mage guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. One was named Nayama. The other one was named Ansiris. And there was this well of ultimate power and knowledge. Okay. In the world. Okay. And this well of ultimate knowledge ultimately corrupts anything that would, would accept its power. Right. Sure. Of course. Because that's standard standard tree of life works. Apple and Garden of Eden thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how stuff works. Now, the the mage PC had decided that instead of letting the bad guy who was less important at this time. okay, bad guy is less important, but it wouldn't let the bad guy have it. And he would take it himself because he thought he could handle it. Right. Always, always the downfall. Yes. The hubris. Sure. So he's like, I can do this, and then the lawful samurai was like, No, you can't do this. You 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 cannot. No one can do it. Doesn't it doesn't matter how I know how much you how much you think that that you have things under control. You're not going to have control anymore once you once you take the power of this thing. And the ending of the game was them both standing in front of the well. The and and Cirrus reach like reaches down and touches the well. Okay, mm-hmm. and Nayama has his sword out and and lunges forward. Okay, with his sword to stop him because he's not going to let him do it. Okay, he's not going to let him turn into the villain. Okay. And so he stabs him, and that's the end. All right? Okay. That's a pretty good ending for me. Sure. Like, very, very Kurosawa, yes. And it's, and it's, it's you know, there there's a lot of like, what what happened? Oh, my God, what happened here? But it was still satisfying. Sure. That's a very Sopranos ending as well, right? Where it's like, oh, what happened to Tony? Well for you to decide right it, it, yeah. it was open to interpretation yes no i like that that's interesting i mean so it's a similar situation where you, I, I disagree with you you disagree with me let's figure it out yeah i mean i think that the when i look back on endings i've enjoyed it's it's often been things that i didn't expect or that or or that i felt hit the emotional note just right or something like that right um or where the game ended usually 
not always, but often not in a fight or that what or the fight wasn't the ultimate point of it. Like final yes, battles. I, I almost never like final battles. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I always find final battles lackluster. I don't mind some kind of combat as a component. But if it's the only component, if it's just like you having a showdown with a bad guy, I generally find it pretty flat. Right. Tactical combat you've been doing the whole time. Like you've, you've been doing that throughout the game. There's nothing special about it in the end. Yes. Or, or rarely is there something special about it. So I want to talk about – I want to rapid fire this dude because I have got some endings okay, that I want to share. Hit some endings, man. I'll, we'll, we'll wrap back around to me in the end. Okay. Rapid fire. Game one. Game you ran. Okay. So it, it still involves you because this was you crafting this glorious ending. Okay. And this is a case where the DM was completely in the driver's seat. You crafted this ending and it was perfect. So this is a game of Shadowrun. I am playing a character named Spaz who had been like juiced to – this is maybe third edition Shadowrun or something yeah. – who had been juiced to the absolute hilt with like – wired reflexes and move by wire reflexes and like every everything you could have right yes like i would fight on i think my initiative would usually happen in the 60s or 70s so like i would go six or seven times before some most people would act right and i had gotten a pistol that had somehow been imbued by magic so i could fire it that many times that overheating and sort of blowing up or whatever right right speed machine you were real yeah like the, the speedster equivalent of a shadowrun character exactly yes and this was a super fun, long campaign full of just all the this wonderful element you integrated in. But we we had this Mr. Johnson enemy. He was a classic Mr. Johnson enemy. In my head, I always pictured the bad guy from uh, from Bubblegum Crisis, like the head of Genom as yeah. being what Mr. Johnson looked like. But it doesn't sure. matter. Yeah, it could be anything. It's up to the imagination. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. That was what he looked like in my head. So we had killed him so many times throughout the game and he had always come <laughs> back. Because he was always a clone or a robot or, you know, whatever. It's all sorts of crazy things. And so finally we confront him, the real him. And it turns out that even the real him isn't real because we sort of defeat him. But then his head pops off and he's like, he is a, a cyborg or a robot or something. And his head's like, and, and we had we had done this in lieu of this giant protest we had built, right? We had built this movement. We realized we couldn't get him just through combat. So we built this movement. Thousands of people were marching like this, this sort of uh, proto-Occupy Wall mm-hmm. Street, right, um, in, in, outside the, the, the corporation building. Uh, enough to overwhelm even their guards. We had we had, you know, armed the mob where where necessary. And we were there and we were ready to bring this corp down. <laughs> There's we, a lot we, going on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this massive protest happening, thousands and thousands of people. And we, we we defeat Mr. Johnson and his head pops off and he's talking and he's like, well, you beat me, but too bad you still lose. And then he starts like counting down and we're like, "Uh oh, his head's going to explode. Right. Like that's it's the obvious inference. Like he's a bomb. And so we're sitting there and we're like, what do we do? And I'm like, well, can we kill it? Can we blow it up? Can we disarm it? And it's like, no, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. And then you kind of like we, we were just like, well, we're screwed. All these people are going to die. We're going to nuke everybody here. We're going to kill everyone. And then you kind of prodded me a little like you did just the right thing as the GM. You were like, well, even if you could disarm it, uh, I don't remember exactly what you said. You said something like if there was a way to get it out of its blast range or something. Johnson had said that, too. He said, no, you, you, you can you can't get the bomb away fast enough. There's no way. Yeah, it's that's impossible to get the, get the bomb fast enough to, to, to save all these people. Right. And then I realized, oh, there is somebody who can get it away fast enough, which is me. Right. 
And so I took the head and just did the run, Barry run from the flash. Right. And ran all the way out of the city at like, you know, as fast as I could and then exploded. And on the horizon was this little, like, right. and your out. friends were all like, no, you'll yeah. die. And I was like, yep, I sure will. And then I evaporated in a, in a mushroom cloud, but I kept everybody safe. And I was just like, I mean, I remember that happened and we like, we put our dice down, pencils down. And I was just like, Oh my God, that was the greatest ending ever. Cause I, <laughs> cause good. I didn't see it coming. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so was a very, was, very, very long time. That was a very early game, even. That was, was. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Good game. Sacrifice, surprise. It felt like the emotional payoff, mm-hmm. you know, all this. All right, ending two, rapid fire number two. Ready? Riff's game. Let's talk about Duke and Carlisle. Once yeah, again, that's on my list. the two of us. Obviously. Oh, yes. Tell you what, I'm going to let you cover that one. because No, I no, want no, I don't know that much about it. I can't remember it that well. Here's what I remember. I remember it was like this, this re- really gritty gi joe ending where we're all floating away in a helicopter and like and like like your character's broken and my guy just wants to get everybody out alive it's it was crazy go ahead all right all right i'll, I'll recount it so here's that's what, what i remember so that's fine you were a grizzled forearm cybernetically enhanced mercenary this is in riffs <laughs> and as you do as you do in riffs <laughs> yep and you were like a commando of some type and i was a former juicer now superhero who had been caught in like a chemical explosion that had permanized my juicer abilities and removed the need for me to have a uh the drugs right and, yeah, and it also like extended it. my lifespan so i had all the upsides of a juicer and none of the downsides right through this sort of this chemical explosion and had become a superhero okay the whole motivating force of my character was that my wife had gotten kidnapped and taken away from me all everything i loved in life had been taken by the coalition and so now i was going to kill every one of them i could lay my hands on and uh, at, toward the end of the game, I had started finding my humanity again, right? Like the character had become human. He had stopped because he suddenly had this. He wasn't going to he wasn't a juicer anymore. He wasn't going to die. He, he wasn't going to burn out. He yeah. suddenly found meaning in life like you and the rest of the mercs I worked with ended up giving the character meaning. And he found his humanity. Right. Once more. And, yes. Once more. And then at the end, he had become on the road. He wasn't a good guy yet, but he was on the road to being human again. And at the end of the game, I learned that not only was my wife still alive, but she was involved with the upper echelon of the Federation of Magic. Mm-hmm. And she become was orchestrating like, some evil. And she was orchestrating some evil. And we like – the GM was originally going to kind of end the game without revealing all the cards. And we basically – this was Tom. We bullied him into doing it because we were like, no, this isn't a good enough ending yet. <laughs> we need to go explore this. So we went – and, and it was so good we did, by the way, because he needed to do about – we needed about another two hours a game, and that's what ended up happening. We go there. We meet her, and I realize when I meet her, she is where I was. All she wants to do is destroy the coalition, to bring it down, to kill everyone, men, women, and children. There's no mercy left in her soul, right? Her, her soul yep. is a black void that she has just poured hatred into. And this woman I love who had motivated me for the entire campaign, I realized was alive, which is what I had discovered, like sort of back it up a little bit. I had discovered this like a, a game or two before. But then I come to find, no, she's actually dead in a much worse way. Mm. Right. Because now the choice is, do I go back and become this dark and- person that I've left behind and have her or do I stay human and lose the only thing I ever really loved? Right. Yep. And so that's how the game ended with me making the choice to stay here. What a choice. But just being wrecked emotionally. And yeah, it was the sad like Vietnam sort of ending, the choppers lifting off. I'm sitting on the edge. You've got like your hand on my shoulder. 
everybody else we're just like fleeing from the the federation of magic everybody else is just saying they're all like oh god yes, it was a great and terrible ending what happened we had, we had another main character with us and something happened with them but i forget what it was yeah 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 so that was a good that was <laughs> it's true it's true so that was one rapid fire the third i'll go through these quickly great. here's here's my last one the very first musketeers game i ran oh, uh yeah. Which this is one of my favorite marathons I ever ran. I ended up running it as a trilogy. It was a you know sort of three different marathons. But the end of the first game, the bad guys as they had come to understand them was the uh, king's mother-in-law, who was a character from history whose name eludes me. Like it was the real person from history who had led a rebellion, by the way, against the king during the time of the Musketeers, and a basically a rogue inquisitor from the Vatican. Okay. And they had the PCs had defeated both of them in what they thought was the final showdown of the game. So it would have been a just standard combat ending. They had won. Uh, their captain, Captain Travail, again, the guy from the books, had died. But they won. And they thought, France is safe. We've done our duty. And they go back to the palace to celebrate uh, kind of the, the victory over, like, that France is safe again. and. The whole time there's like something kind of bugging them because there were still some pieces that didn't quite fit, but they but both of those bad guys had died, so they were like, well, you know, close enough, right? They were just like, it's probably fine, but it was in fact not fine because actually the ultimate villain of of the first story was the queen. This had been like a very low magic game the whole mm-hmm. time. Like it was a it was it was magic it was magic musketeers, but it was like pretty grounded magic. You know? And then as they're there in the celebration ceremony, the queen rips the roof using magic, rips the entire roof off the palace and brings in like her airship that she's built. I had set all this up that like airships could exist. There was plans, but nobody thought they could actually build them. It would take like a really powerful wizard. Like all these little things had been dropped in that there was like. There, the Inquisitor had said there's some really powerful wizard living there and who made a threat in France, one more powerful than they had seen. Like, all these little hints had been dropped. She rips the entire roof off the place, f- floats up onto her airship, and is like, I am the king now. I am in charge, right? And is, like, ready to just bomb the entire nobility of France. And, which is fantastic. I just, I loved the moment, because it was, it was such a turn on a dime record scratch. All the PCs were like, wait, what? And uh at the what how it got resolved was not anybody killing the queen the queen was pregnant with one of the pc's children okay that's a problem and so the pc who had the emotional connection to her and was in love with her went up and just talked her down like she hit him with spells and he just took it and was like this isn't you this can't be the way it is come with me we'll do whatever we'll go into exile Alexander we'll willow it We'll raise our exactly. Yes, it was Xander at the end of uh, season six. You're exactly right. Hey there, black eyed girl. Yes. And he does it. He talks her down and then he ended up married to her in one of the later games and uh, and raising their kid and whatever. So it was fine. Like you didn't you didn't kill nobility generally in this time. You know, people got exiled even for very crazy crimes. Um, So. It was it was such a momentous, memorable ending. I just I really loved how it shaped out. So there you go. There's my rapid fires. One I ran and two I played in. So wow. So so what do you think? Is there a common thread with all of those? Is there something in all of those that makes them good endings? Like th- that really tied games together for you? 
they all were very connected to the emotion of the story itself, right? That is to say, in all three cases, uh, they were tied to sort of the emotional beats we had experienced throughout the game, and they put the appropriate button on it. Um, I saw a breakdown once that somebody said, like, a good ending is one that bo- where both, like, the physical conflict and the emotional conflict, right, is resolved kind of together as one thing, right? And when I think about the uh, the ending to the, the, the Rifts game, that's what was happening. The physical conflict uh, and the emotional conflict were tied together in, in the resolution of how we, you know, sort of escaped the Federation of Magic there at the end. In the case of the Musketeers game, again, it was the same thing. There was this physical conflict of the threat to France and, and combat and you know, people who are going to use magic to blow up nobles and stuff. But there was this emotional conflict of the PC wanting to admit his love for the queen and be with her and have a child and yada, yada, yada. Right. And and the same decision resolved both of them. I, think- I, I, feel, I feel like also like the a the, the new status quo happening, you know, like like what, yeah. what's some some kind of hint about what the future might be. Yes. Um, helps tie things together. In, there was in, a in real like change without necessarily being like, and they lived happily ever after, right? Like, right. right. Sometimes yeah. it, that happens. Sometimes happily ever after, yeah, after happily ever after after happens. Right. Um. But but a hint at what 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 happens beyond the page. Like this is this is the end of the story, but what the future is, you can you can imagine it, right? You can imagine yes. something happening in the future. I always find that 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 really draws me in in an ending. I think that maybe a bit of surprise also is a good element, right? You, it's not you don't need to M well, Night Shyamalan it to a degree. Yeah. It's it. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like what a twist. I'm saying <laughs> like that there's an element of the unexpected. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, even a minor. Oh, okay. I didn't really see that. If if the characters have the that's why maybe combat is such a boring ending because every character sees how that's going to go. We're going mm-hmm. to kill the bad guy. End of story. Nothing unexpected, right? But when there's a little bit of a spice, a like, oh, that's a neat turn. And that's how I would describe it. A bit of a turn, not a twist. Yeah. Or a twist. I would say a turn or a twist. Big twists are fine. Sure. Um, as long as they've been properly seated. Yes. If, if they if they make sense, like uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm failing to draw up a movie that does it so badly, you know, like like, you know, some super twist at the end that sucks. Um but I mean, probably I, I, all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, except like The Sixth Sense and two or one or two others. Right. I, I, I don't know. I haven't I guess I haven't seen enough of his movies because the movies I've seen of his that I I, I actually liked. So, sure. I mean, I, I liked The Sixth Sense and I liked. Unbreakable, Good so, Good uh, you know, I, I don't know about the other ones. Though. I haven't seen them. So maybe maybe they just all got terrible after that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of true. Just I go watch Lady in the Water and you'll, you'll people just made fun of you know what I mean? Sure, so I sure. was like, all right, I'm done with this. Um, but but yeah, I think a big twist is fine as as long as it makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I look about for an ending, and this is sort of a tradition that we've always done at our games, is I always do like a bit of a postscript. Again, not locking everything up, but I will tell a little bit about what happens next, just kind of narrate. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a classic trope, right? Like if you if you think about a lot of movies like this, there'll be a little bit of a wrap up where it just shows like the text of what happens afterward. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, it, like one of my, one of my early games, that Shadowrun game I did, uh, my wrap up was that like news reports that were across the net or something like that yes. about what, what, what the future, what, like what happened and things and things like that nature. 
I don't remember it very well, but I think that's what it was. You totally used like the net news to do that. Yes. And I don't try to make it too determinative, just more of a like I flesh out the consequences of whatever happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of generally will go around and let if the characters, if they're still alive, which I not every campaign ends with the character still alive. But if that happens, I'll go around and I'll say, like, you know, what do you see your character doing in, in the time to come and stuff like that? What's your goals? And just just those sorts of things. Right. So so some something to bring you down from from yeah. that high slowly instead of crashing. It's like, here's 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 something to ease you out of it. Um, I think that's a good idea for for ending a campaign. Like if you're designing a campaign and, you, and you're you're ending it, that it would be good to have that, especially if you're you know, you're doing a persistent world of some kind that that's always helpful. Right. Um, I don't know if we talked about persistent campaign worlds or not yet but someday in the future maybe yes yes indeed we'll have to add that uh but i think that's probably we've about hit our time man you think that's uh that's yeah we hit our time our favorite man. endings so, undesigned totally it's totally totally we, we we talked about our favorite endings and that happened we're all back. Right. there we're back give it a like it's all this podcast is probably only on itunes at the moment because i don't know how to put it other places i'll work uh, on that and we'll see where else we can make things this. happen i know uh, but hey, we're back, so we're glad to be back. So there we go. With that, we'll talk to you next time. Undesigned.